0: I'll have a new home, glory, glory, glory. with the redeemed, no God stand. there'll be no more sorrow, no, no more pain, there'll be no be more, strife. Strife. Be no more strife. Be strife, yes, raising the likeness it of my sight. ready to live, I'll, I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, eternal Perfection, youthful and happy, I shall be. I'll have a new body, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Glorified with Him forever, death will be lost in victory. I'll
1: have a new body, praise
0: the Lord, I'll have a new life. I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with the redeemed. Never stand. Sorrow, no, no more pain, pain, there'll be no more strife. No more strife. Yes, raise the likeness In of its its likeness, ready to live, I'll be glad, God, I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, Lord I'll have a new life. life eternal. Oh, a hallelujah morning when the last trump of God shall sound. I'll have a new life, eternal grace. all bursting saints are shouting heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body, praise, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life, I'll have a new home, glory, glory, with reading no I understand There'll be no more, sorrow, no no more pain, pain. There'll, there'll be no more strife, strife. No strife. yes, raising in the likeness, in of blessed likeness, ready to live, I'll be glad. Life. Praise the Lord, I'll
1: have a new life Good morning, good evening wherever you may be welcome to the Passion for Christ Show. So glad to have you friend. I'm your host Bruce Kessler, and hey, I just want to let you know. And I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ, because you see in Him and all I find peace, joy, happiness. I am blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve, friend. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you along the way to help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to take a, a moment to talk about real perspective. Real perspective. But before we get to the study segment, a few things along the way. And the first is Headline News. Hey, get this, folks. Get this. You remember Tom Selleck? You know, he plays Commissioner Frank Reagan on the TV show Blue Bloods. Guess what he's done? He's accepted the 2020 tip challenge, and he gave a waitress $2,020 tip with a note expressing sincere hope for the new year. How about that, folks? His TV son, Donnie Wahlberg, who plays Danny Reagan on Blue Bloods, posted the photo Of the tip to Twitter and a tweet that read I found out that my TV dad has generously accepted the 2020 tip challenge at Elias Upper East Side love you dad I didn't start it but I'm proud to be part of it to those who gave even the smallest amount extra amount this year thank you the original tipper remains unknown, but it was written with the note, Happy New Year to a waitress at Thunder Bay River restaurant. They don't know nothing about my story. They don't know where I've come from. They don't know how hard it's been. The waitress said I one to receive the first tip and really just doing this out of the kindness of their heart. How about that folks receiving a 2020 dollar tip from Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck gives waitress $2,020 tip, folks. What a payday. Amen. Woo. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, get this. Have you heard about this? On Monday, U.S. Representative Emmanuel Cleaver responded to the recent outrage after he capped a congressional prayer on Sunday with Amen and. A woman. That's right, folks. A woman. On Monday, Cleaver said that I am deeply disappointed that my prayer has been misrepresented and misconstrued by some to fit a narrative that stokes resentment and greater division among portions of our population. He went on to assert that prayers are to be personal conversation between El Shaddai and the invocator. With this conversation, the presence of the 117th House of Representatives concluded with a light-hearted pun in recognition of the record number of women who are representing the American people. Rather than reflecting on my faithful request for community healing and reversion from our increasingly tribal tendencies, it appears that some have latched on to the final word of this conversation and attempt to twist my message to God and demean me personally. In doing so, they have proven one point of my greater message, that we are all soiled by selfishness, perverted by prejudice, and by ideology. Despite the congressman's defense, he continues to receive criticism Yet, with Cleaver's wordplay coming amid a House Democrat push to eliminate gender terms like mother and father from chamber rules and interests of equality, it's hard not to see the vocabulary choice as somewhat pointed, said Katrina Trinko, editor-in-chief at Conservative Daily Signal. Regardless of Cleaver's statement, Trinko explained that his actions come at a time of a troubled attitude among our political elites, Toward religion. There you go, folks. Representative Cleaver responds to criticism over a woman prayer. Says it was all light-hearted pun. Whoo! My oh my, folks! My oh my! Listen to this. This is amazing. One year after returning forty thousand dollars in cash from a second-hand couch. He had recently brought a Michigan man says he would do it all over again simply because it was what Jesus would have done. That's right. Did you hear about this? Howard Kirby bought a $70 used couch a year ago from a Habitat for Humanity store in Owasso. But he and his family soon became suspicious that something was amiss with an unusually hard cushion. His daughter in law opened the cushion and found $43,000. How about that, folks? $43,000. Although Kirby was told by an attorney that he had a legal right to keep the money, the small town man chose to return the money to its owner, the family who donated the couch. He later learned that the family's deceased grandfather had stashed the money in the cushion. But he sure could have used the money to pay off his house. But the Holy Spirit just came over me and said, nope, that's really not yours. The story made headlines and international headlines. The word got out about his good deed. The community responded. Strangers donated labor and materials for a new roof and a new floor. A Canadian man started a GoFundMe account raised upwards to $15,000 for Kirby. It really established my feelings toward mankind itself. I mean, there's a lot of bad people, and the evil in the world shows up, and we remember the evil a lot more than anything that's good happens. But I'm happy with what I've done because it encouraged so many people. makes me feel good because I was able to put out there how I believe in Christ, and that's what Jesus would do amen folks man returns forty three thousand dollars found hidden in an old couch what would you do if that happened to you friend would you keep the money (laughs) i don't know and that's our headline news for this broadcast. Now, folks, we have this day in church history. On this day in church history, Auburn, New York, was the site of two major pronouncements in Presbyterian history. The Auburn Declaration of 1837 reaffirmed Orthodox belief in face of a drift from core Presbyterian teachings. Almost a hundred years later, the Auburn Affirmation of January 9th 1924 was signed by 150 Presbyterian pastors. Two of its main points were that the church should not set doctrine centrally for all its members, as is done with the Roman Catholicism, and that the Bible nowhere declares itself infallible. Orthodox Presbyterians, such as Grisham Micrum, strongly opposed this affirmation, which, despite its protest of orthodoxy, was actually a concession toward those Presbyterians aiming to discard the virgin birth reliability of Scripture. Here is his quote. We hold most earnestly to these great facts and doctrines. We all believe from our hearts that the writers of the Bible were inspired of God that Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself, and through Him we have our redemption, that having died for our sins, He rose from the dead and is our ever-living Savior, that in His earthly ministry He wrought many mighty works, and by His vicarious death and unfailing presence He is able to save to the uttermost. Some of us regard the particular theories contained in the deliverance of the General Assembly of 1923 as satisfactory explanation of these facts and doctrines. But we are united in believing that these are not the only theories allowed by the Scriptures and our standards as explanation of these facts and doctrines of our religion, and that all who hold to these facts and doctrines whatever theories they may employ to explain them are worthy of. Of all confidence in fellowship. And that's this day in church history. And now, folks, we have my observation segment. Some things that I've noticed during this week and help me get to a spiritual conclusion or understanding. Something I observed at work that we do quite often every day, in fact, is we play dominoes during lunchtime and during breaks. And the game that we play is similar to 42 and you make points by five. But sometimes things get a little bit testy. Competition swells and becomes more than just fun tempers can get the best of us and i was thinking about that i was thinking about how that really a game really highlights our real character or it helps us shape our character Uh, when there's a lot of pressure when you really want to win things can happen how seriously are we taking it's just a game right winning is everything to a lot of people and i was just thinking about the time that the disciples had the discussion about who was going to be the greatest, right? And I thought about Jesus' statement. If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. And I think in those moments, and this is for me more than anybody else in the whole, whole wide world, folks, is that, Humility must play a big role, even when we play games. Be humble. Let us all be humble. And that's my observation segment for this broadcast. And now we have another segment called thankfulness segment. We take a scripture out to remind us that we all need to be thankful every day that we live. This is found in Colossians 3, starting in verse 15. Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. You teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Amen, folks. Let's give thanks and praise to our almighty God who gives us great joy in our hearts amen folks that's our thankfulness segment for this broad cast and now folks we have named that bible character here is your clue here is your clue The navy of Tharsis brought two animals with them. What animals am I? That's right. Here's your clue one more time. The navy of Tharsis brought two animals with them. What animals am I? We'll reveal the final answer to this tantalizing clue following our study segment. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal and our final segment of Name That Bible Character. Now, folks, we're going to get right into our study for this segment. So get your cup of coffee, hot tea, whatever you have. Drag up your chair, sit on your couch, sit on your sofa, lay on your bed, whatever you need to do, and join with me in the following study. And now, welcome to our study segment of our broadcast. We want to turn to Mark chapter 8, verses 34 through 38. And we want to ask that question What is our perspective in 2021? What is going to be our perspective in 2021? So let's begin with our study in Mark chapter eight, starting in verse 34. When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So Jesus basically lays it on the line. He gives us a true perspective. We need to ask ourselves, do we desire to come after Christ? Have we denied ourselves? Have we taken up his cross? Have we truly followed Jesus? So there is a coming, there is a desire, there is a willingness, there is a choice, there is a denial, it's denying ourselves. Have we done that? Have we done what Paul did in Philippians chapter 3 when he says in verse 7, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Is that what we have? Or are we like Paul when he says in Galatians 2, verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Does this describe our relationship with Jesus? Have we truly denied our old lives? Have we truly denied our old lives? Have we truly placed aside our will for the will of Jesus Christ? Jesus says, in order to follow him, you need to deny and you need to take up his cross. That is take up those sound principles of removing self and allowing the will of the Father to stand true by being obedient to the call of discipleship. Verse 35, he continues, For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. So, friend, Jesus makes a pointed comment again. He says, Why does this all matter? Well, if you desire to just save your life, you're going to lose it. If this is all about you, 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 then it's going to be you. And in the end, you will lose your life. Whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. You want to salvage a part of your life you want to salvage just a little bit of your old way of the way you used to live, the way you used to think you want to hold a little bit back from Jesus. He says if you if that's the way you are, you're going to lose it. The choice is clear. Either lose your life and live the way you want to live or you lose your life for Jesus. Lose your life by the preaching of the gospel, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and allowing Him to be King. Then you will save Him. Verse 36 and 37, He gives us some piercing questions designed to help us see the true perspective of why all this matters in the beginning. Verse 36, he says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? This is why it matters. Your soul, eternity matters. And what profit, what advantage is it if you have everything your heart's desire and then in the, in the end you lose your own soul? How pathetic, how awful that is. Verse 37, he says, or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Every day people are making decisions to exchange a little bit of who they are and a little bit of what matters. They're exchanging their souls for this world. It's a terrible, terrible decision to be making, and yet that's, in the end, what it's all about. What will you give in exchange for your soul? Or another way, you can just ask yourself, what do I value the most? Is it Jesus? Is it eternal life? Is it God? Is it heaven? Verse 38, Jesus sums this all up by saying, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him, the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Jesus defines these decisions as literally being ashamed of me and my words. We don't look at it that way. We look at our decisions as freedom and our own capability of making our own choices. But in the end, if we decide to live our own lives and pursue this life and this life only, then that in and of itself is saying, I'm ashamed of the gospel. I'm ashamed of Jesus. I'm ashamed of his words because I would rather live the way I want to live rather than obey his commands. Jesus says, You truly are ashamed of me. What about you, friend? This is a test. You didn't know you were going to come into a test this morning, did you? That's what this is. What do you value the most? What things are you doing in practicing? Decisions that you are making are evidence of your conviction to Jesus Christ. Let's go back to the words of Jesus so we can get a full perspective. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or better yet, what will you give, friend, in exchange for your soul? Now, we blow through life. We blow th- through 2020 and we made decisions sometimes those decisions were based on our own selfish choices what are going to be your decisions in 2021 is it going to be evidence of your faithfulness to jesus christ evidence of your conviction? That Jesus is truly Lord and Savior and King of your life. Or will you live the way you want to live? Will you be the little king of your life? Or will you allow Jesus to be king of your life, your heart, your mind, and your soul? That's our study for this broadcast Whoo, man what a uh, set of passages I man I tell you there's some passages that we would rather not read again and I think this is some of the piercing statements by Jesus and makes us stand up a little bit straighter and And uh, make sure that our faith and our commitment and our conviction is solely in Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And so that we can have a true perspective in life in 2021. Let's keep that focus. Denying ourselves and allowing Jesus to be King and Lord and Master of our lives. That's the only way that we can truly be his followers. Amen, folks. Amen and glory. Hallelujah. And now, folks, we have our conclusion to Name That Bible Character. Here was your clue. The Navy of Tharsis Brought with them two animals. What animals am I? Well, the animals are apes and peacocks. Apes and peacocks. That's right. First Kings 10, verse 22. For the king had at sea a navy of Tharsus with the navy of Hiram. Once in three years came the Navy of Tharsis, bringing gold and silver, ivory and apes and peacocks. The Navy of Tharsis brought with it two animals. What animals am I? Apes and peacocks. That's right, folks. And name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become a follower of Jesus Christ by submitting Him to repentance and baptism. And you will be blessed beyond measure more than you ever deserved. have a peace that passes all understanding. My goal here was very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ. visit our website, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I just want to just tell you, I am so thankful that you joined along my side during this show. It's been a privilege and an honor to have you with me. May God bless you. This is my
0: desire to honor you. Lord, with all my heart I worship you. I worship you. you. I live for you alone Every breath that I take Every moment I'm awake Lord, have your way in me This is my desire To honor you Lord, with all my heart I worship you worship you, all I have within me, I give you praise, all that I adore is in you, is in you, Lord I give you my heart, I give you my soul. Every moment I'm awake Lord have your way in me Lord I give you my heart I give you my soul I live for you alone Every breath that I take Every moment I'm awake Lord have your way in me Lord I give you my heart I give you my soul